11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Jalen Lindsay. Jalen, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to see what these questions uh, have in store. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Let's just go back in time. What's your first memory of playing soccer? Uh, My first memory of playing soccer was actually... When I first started out, and my mom was actually my coach. That was like my first time playing soccer. I was playing rock soccer at the time. And, you know, my mom played soccer before, so she obviously got me out into the field and she was coaching me. And so that was like my first memory was, you know, playing under her, you know, playing in the dirt, obviously, as a kid and, you know, doing all the fun stuff that kids do early in their age mm-hmm. playing uh, sports. So, yeah, that was my pretty much my biggest memory as my like youth career. I got you. Now, I know some players play, like, high school and club, but did you have to choose or did you play both? Yeah, I had a choice because that's when I was coming up with my age. Coming up was the academy kind of thing, and so it was more like, you know, signing with the academy and, you know, you couldn't play high school and stuff. So I just leaned more towards going to the academy just because I felt like it was a I mean, nothing wrong with high school soccer in a way, but just for me, I think it was a better pathway for me to, because especially my main goal was to go pro. So I feel like going to the academy level was, for me, would be a better, you know, league and environment to be in, you know, to be able to grow as a player. Yeah. And I know you're only 20. Like, what was the moment like you knew you were going to go pro? The moment I knew was when I was getting called into, I guess, multiple youth national team camps you know i got to the first one and obviously you have like a lot of nerves because you're going like a national team camp like you're picked out of the country to go compete with the best of the best in the country but i just consistently kept getting called in and so you know it was like something like okay like you know this is something i want to do like you know i love soccer i enjoy it that's just when i decided i was like hey like i think i can make it at some point just because i kept getting called in so (laughs) and then you know obviously now that you know i'm here and you know, with Sporting Kansas City, so it's at least exciting. You were only 16 when you turned pro, right? Uh, 17. 17? That's what when I signed, yeah. What was that like just playing with, like, a like bunch of older guys and, like, you know, growing up? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you could say 16. I, I actually just signed the academy contract with uh, the second team here in Kansas City. I got my first, like, pro start or whatever mm-hmm. in first minutes uh, here. But yeah, it was, it was like so weird, like, you know, just being a young guy coming in and, you know, guys have like, you know, wives and kids and <laughs> that first emotion like coming in, it's like, yo, like, like, what do I say? Like, you know, how do I act? Like, I'm, like obviously, like, you want to try to blend it with the team. So it's like, 
you know, you get along with your teammates well and, you know, you don't want to come in like, you know, being like different in a way that is like a negative towards the team. And mm-hmm. I came in and, you know, everybody was so like welcoming. Obviously, as being a young guy and all the older guys that were helping me learn and stuff. So, yeah, so I would just say like, at first it was kind of like, you know, like, you know, I didn't know how to really act. But then, you know, as time went on, like you get to start to build relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's totally understandable. Like, and I was 16, 17, I was just chilling in high school. So I can't, even ima- <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, I can't imagine that at all, actually. So that's crazy. But was there anything that you thought, like, you lost of, like, not going to college or anything? Um. Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that was, a, that was like, probably my hardest decision <laughs> going through my career as of right now. You know, obviously, college is another pathway, you know, to going to the pro level and it's another step from the academy the only thing i think i really lost from that was just like the education part was getting like you know the good education and degree from i was actually verbally committed to unc so i mean that's the only thing i think i really missed um but i mean obviously it's it's a great program to go to it's you know one of the best in the country yeah, I think just losing that educational part was, you know, a huge piece. But, you know, MLS has done a really good job with, you know, setting up SNHU and stuff like that. So I've been just doing that from what I signed and until now. So Okay. What does that mean? I don't I don't I'm not familiar. Uh yeah, so that's like the online college program that MLS has okay. partnered with that, you know, they offer classes for all the MLS guys that maybe skipped that college level education-wise, and you're able to take classes online to, you know, at some point earn a degree. So it's not like, you know, you're coming and, like, you sign pro, and then it's, like, not, like, getting a degree. So, yeah, so I've been doing classes every semester, just trying to get to that degree. So it's pretty much like just another college, just more just on, like, the online side. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't know anything about that. That's, that's all. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty nice. It's just, you know, it's, like, it's something to keep me doing during days, you know, like, that aren't busy. So, yeah, just doing those and, you know, just getting the classes done so you get that degree, so. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you've been playing on the U.S. teams for a while now. What has that experience been like, and what does it mean to you to, like, rep the United States? Yeah, it's been, like, I mean, the last time I played was with the U-20s down with the World Cup qualifying. And obviously, I, I was a huge part with like the U-17s uh, cycle and 15s and 14s as well. But yeah, it's, representing the country is like obviously an honor because, you know, you get out there and it's like, you know, for your, I guess, I guess your age and maybe just for your style of play, you're like considered one of the best in around the country. And it's just an honor to go out there and represent the crest and, you know, play alongside some of the best of the best and even you're playing against teams that you know have their best of their country and mm-hmm. so i mean it's every time i want to put on chris I, you know i want to fight for it i want to fight you know it's at some point i mean my dream is you know to be on a world cup roster one day and you know win the world cup and would like bring it home for the united states one day maybe i don't know we'll see but yeah. it's just a true honor to you know represent the country and just the experiences i've had it's just amazing like traveling different countries like you know it kind of just brings you out of your comfort zone a little bit instead of staying in the united states you know like going to yeah. you know like i've been to countries like you know argentina and you know spain and italy and you know just going in that environment with different languages different food mm. and it's just trying to get there to adapt and you know time change as well just trying to get there and adapt and you know just do your thing when it comes to the games and you know training just trying to work your butt off and trying to get those wins in the game so it's been a great experience so far and hopefully i get more experiences to come 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then going into the MLS, what was your first game like? Were you nervous? Were you? Where is it? Was it like normal? What did it feel like? Um, I would say my first got to the MLS and first got my minutes. I remember we were playing Minnesota, and our left back went down, and I kind of wasn't expecting it. And then I actually the coaches, you know, I yell my name like, "Come over! Like we need you! Like you're going in." And at first, I was like, holy cow, this is actually about to happen. Like, I'm about to, like, you know, go into an MLS game. And, and then when I got in there, it got, like, the first touch or whatever. It felt fine. And and then ever since, you know, kind of just got the, all the nerves out and stuff like that. And then I was injured a little bit last season, so I only played, like, one game. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, this season has been, you know, a roller coaster with yeah. Corona and all this other stuff. So... But yeah, recently we've been playing games and, you know, since the MLS is back tournament and yeah, just playing these games is always good to, you know, like keep developing at a high rate and just keep, you know, doing your thing and just trying to win these games to, you know, finish like first in the standings. Yeah, for sure. Before I ask you about the bubble, uh, what motivated you to get back from your injury? I think my motivation was just trying to get back on the field because honestly, it made me realize how much soccer is like a big part of my life mm-hmm. and you know when something is taken away from you like that so big it makes you realize you know how important things are in your life and you know I realized I was like I have to get back out there like I, it's just like it's something that makes me happy and especially when I was injured it did make me happy when you know like I was injured and I couldn't really touch the ball or you know run that much so that just really motivate me to you know work work harder each and every day to you know come back faster and maybe get on the field faster and you know heal faster as well so mm-hmm. I think just getting back in the field and just thinking myself that I can be on the field back again was my motivation and you gotta tell me like how was the bubble oh it was uh I would say at first, when I first got there, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long, long month, I'll tell you that. But then it kind of grew over time, just like, you know, like, there's a lot of protocols and, you know, staying on, like, your own team's floor, and so it wasn't too bad at all, and so it's just kind of like you're around your teammates the entire time, and the one thing that really sucked was, like, we couldn't really go, you know, outside the hotel anywhere, really, you kind of just, like, I had to stay in the hotel, but I mean, other than that, it was just kind of like, you know, do your thing in soccer. And then it was like, we had practice at like, I remember we had practice like 8 o'clock and then we'd be done. Like, we'd come back to the hotel like probably 9, 45, 10. And then it was like nothing the rest of the day until like dinner. So, I mean, it was just, I mean, kind of just pretty much just school and, you know, Xbox and mm-hmm. hang out with some of the guys on the team. And, but yeah, as it grew on, like the bubble got better, just, you know, advancing to the knockout stage and, like started winning games and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll say when I first got there, it was kind of like, oh my god. And then, yeah. You know, as time grew on, it was it got a lot better. Yeah, and then what has it been like transitioning back into quote unquote, I guess, the new normal? It's actually been great, you know, just like get back into like a stadium feeling, you know, yeah. of like I know some teams aren't allowed to have fans, and some some teams are, but. It's like it's just going back to the stadium feeling of, you know, playing in front of seats and, you know, playing on a good field and maybe in front of some fans. And, yeah, it's been great so far. So hopefully I just I hope, you know, the league keeps progressing in the way that we can get back to, you know, full capacity of stadiums and we can get back to, you know, maybe our new normal can be better in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can play for all the fans again. Yeah. Is Kansas City allowing fans? Uh, yeah, so we, I think the first game we had, I don't know the exact percentage, but I know it was probably like 2,000 fans, but then I think this game, this game we had last night, I think we increased maybe another two, I'm not exactly sure, yeah. but 
But yeah, we're allowed to have fans. So, hey, that, I mean, hey, at least it's progressing a little better and better. Exactly. So that's, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, hopefully we just keep, you know, going at this rate and we can just, you know, go back to, you know, having the full stadium filled up again. So yeah. we can play in front of everybody. Yeah. And then uh, what's your thoughts on the players creating the black players for change? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it it sends a message to not just you know soccer players, but it sends a message to all the other sports in the league. So, you know, maybe they start to do it. And mm-hmm. I think it's just great to show how much, you know, black players want to be, I guess, respected and not just players, but just people in general. Mm-hmm. And it just sends a message and, and tells everybody, hey, like, we want to feel respected, like, all this, you know, discrimination and stuff like that, like, needs to stop. And I think I know Justin Morrow has been a really, you know, key part of it. And I think he's done a good job of, you know, having things uh, settled and setting things up. So uh, props to him. And But, yeah, I think it's a good organization to have so, you know, we can come together and discuss things and see what we can do going forward. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. All right, you ready for the five Quincy questions? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, what's the most important skill or quality that you feel makes you successful as a pro player? Um, I think I should say what makes me stand out would probably be just how much of like, I guess an engine I have, I would just say, Mm -hmm. I'll explain it as in like, just how much I can run and how, you know, obviously I'm very athletic as well. And I just think having that, you know, stamina to, you know, get up and down the field, especially in my position and playing outside back to getting up and down the field. I feel like that makes me like stand out a lot more and, you know, obviously my defensive qualities as well. So I think those are the you know two that make me kind of stand out a little bit. And what do you think the biggest mistake pro players are making? Hmm. Mistakes about I would say I would say biggest mistakes pro players make are that maybe sometimes pro players make mistakes more off the field, and it kind of really affects their career. I mean, I've seen a couple guys where they have great potential, but then they do a lot of stuff off the field that, you know, isn't necessary or it can really affect themselves and maybe even their team. Like stuff that they shouldn't be doing that, you know, it really affects them like long term in the career. And I think that's what, you know, the biggest mistakes pro players make is not having the right mentality off the field. They might, they might have it on the field, but off the field they have to have the same mentality of, you know, being a pro and, you know, doing the right things off the field. So it can translate on the field. So I think those are the biggest mistakes that, uh, pro players make yeah definitely feel you on that one what advice would you give to a young player trying to make the mls or a pro league i would say i would tell them i would say listen to their coaches obviously like they're the coaches obviously there for a reason they're obviously there to make you better and obviously just working hard you know day in and day out like doing the little things and another piece of advice i would say is like for me, everything I do, just say in training or in, even in the game, I give, you know, 100% and just giving a little bit off, like maybe 98%, like isn't good enough. And I think if you just give it like your all every single time, every practice, you know, every single sprint or drill, it really just, you know, makes you 
like realize how much you know energy and how much skill you have when you're just pushing through things and it shows you how strong you are so i think just having that mentality of you know wanting to do 100 percent and everything you do and just having that hard work and just listening to the advice that people have to give you because that'll you know get you far into you know maybe a pro league someday or even mls yeah these next two could be uh soccer related or life related but what's something most people think is true that you believe isn't hmm. well first i would say i would say soccer is the best sport in the world because i know a lot of people that don't believe in that all right hey you're the first person uh, that said that <laughs> i would say that for sure i mean i'm not trying to you know I might sound biased, but I would just say it's it's probably the most entertaining. Obviously, there's not a lot of stoppages. It's kind of like a free flowing game. Mm-hmm. It's like constantly going. Obviously, there's you know like the halftime, but that only takes what like 10, 15 minutes. And but yeah, I just feel like it's just you know it's it's just entertaining to watch, and you can like learn so much from it as well. And also, I'm gonna say, I mean, just life related. Actually, I'll probably say it's soccer related too. That I think Cristiano Ronaldo is better than Messi. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an opinion that I have that I think is right, but a lot of people think I'm wrong, even soccer players themselves. So, yeah, those are probably the two that I would say that I think is true, where everyone else thinks is wrong. All right, I like that. What's something that you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think what I would do would be running my own... I should say soccer club. Okay. Um, I think that's something I'm obviously pretty interested in and, you know, just creating like an entire club, you know, just, you know, something like maybe like an MLS club. I mean, that's something that, you know, people dream of, you know, doing. And I think that'd be really cool, you know, to have, you know, a whole like sports team into like, you know, maybe a new town or, or something like that and you know having the coaches having the players and um i just think it'd be really cool to you know have that environment you know obviously i've been to that i'm in that environment right now with you know being in a club and yeah i think just running a club would be even better just to you know have that you know power and mm-hmm. you know just to see like if your club succeeds or not yeah yeah that'd definitely be cool last couple ones you ready for some fun ones yeah i'm ready all right who do you want to do a jersey exchange with in the mls and then overseas I would say in the MLS, I would probably want to do a jersey swap with probably Carlos Vela. Okay. Obviously, he's, you know, an icon for, you know, in soccer and, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Mexico as well. And, yeah, he's just a, he's great to watch, obviously. You see in the games, like, all the stuff he does. and Yeah, he's, like, a really good player and, you know, someone that, I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully playing against one day. And maybe I will ask him. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, he's someone that I probably want to exchange jerseys with. And then, let's see, overseas, I would probably want to do Ronaldo for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really, really, really nice thing that would happen. But, you know, hopefully we can get to that point one day. But, yeah, that's someone for sure. I would, I'd probably ask for his jersey even before the game. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's someone I would probably ask for overseas. Yeah, I think I've seen it where he has, like, multiple jerseys because he gives out so many, like, to people after. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. And what's uh, what's something you like to do in, like, your free time when you're not playing soccer? Yeah, I'm, I'm a video game guy. I like to play, like, FIFA and, 
you know, Madden and stuff. I like to watch Netflix TV shows. I'm a, pretty much a TV binge watcher. I still do that. And then, obviously, uh, recently I like to start playing golf. So I've been out in the golf course a little bit, working on my game. So, uh, yeah, those are probably the three, you know, main things. Actually, also, I would say cooking as well. I like to, I like to cook and, you know, like try to cook good things and different things, you know, just to like work on my cooking game. And, right. um, yeah, so those are probably those things that I like to do in my off time. Any, any good Netflix shows you're watching now? Uh, yeah, so I'm actually watching a show. It's called um, Kingdom right now. It's oh, yeah, um, has too, Nick Jonas in it. It's like the it's like an MMA fighting show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been binge watching that as of right now. So yeah, I've been watching that show. It's pretty dope. Um, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty good show. I'm on. I think I'm on season two. Like I'm like halfway through. So yeah, I'm um, trying to get through that. And then I recently just finished Lucifer as well. Okay. Um, that was that's a pretty good. That was a pretty good show too. I finished that like within a month, and it's like five seasons. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a complete Netflix, you know, binge watcher. So, yeah, I definitely feel you. Once I once I find the show, I gotta like finish. I gotta watch it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep watching it. So, and last one, uh, what's something people don't know about you? Huh. Any any hidden something, talents? Any something people don't know about me. See, this is the question like I always ask myself, and I always, I always like try to prepare an answer, and then like I just totally forget. Um, I would say something people don't know about me is I really like to, um, you know, like color in you know coloring books or you know like do stuff like that. Maybe like with like markers or crayons and stuff like that. Uh, my free time. For some reason, it's, it's something I really don't like to tell anybody just because it's something that I see, like, even on my mood, like, calms me down. Like, I like to put music on, you know, like, coloring a book or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, it's something that, like, it's like I really, really don't tell anybody. So, yeah, that's that's probably something people really don't know about me is, like, I really like to do that as, like, a as, like an offside kind of thing. So, I'll probably say that. And people don't know is I might be a up-and-coming piano player soon so hopefully i can come out with a couple songs i can play on the piano so we'll see all right yeah that's dope yeah actually i know yeah a lot of people do that uh adult adult coloring books they have now and they do it for like yeah so i'm like i'm I'm just like really into that so that's That's dope (laughs) yeah i like that so now i like that because i used to like in school when i was in school i just used to always like doodle like you know listen not even listen to teacher you know (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, I appreciate you having me. And uh, people can follow me. They can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's just my, it's just my name, Jay Lindsay, um, J A Y L I N L I N D S E Y, and then it's just uh, that's pretty much it. So you can follow me, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. All right, again, appreciate it, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com radio. 
That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.